Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip. Hope you're doing well. Sitting here on the porch enjoying a nice day. And uh, it's been on my heart all weekend. And it's funny how that works. Then again, it's not, right? Um, about cages. Cages has been uh, three or four days running through my mind. And I've been thinking about cages. I actually saw it on um, the show The Chosen, if you've been watching The Chosen, but um, there's a place in there where Jesus has a confrontation with the Pharisees about whether or not he's the legitimate son of man because of the interpretation of a verse. And um, an issue with John the Baptist. John was put into prison, and you remember, I don't know if you remember or not, when John sends his disciples to ask Jesus, is he really, are you really the Son of Man? And uh, because he's in prison, and he hasn't been freed from prison. And the Pharisees, they interpret the verse to mean a, a literal freeing of the prisons when when the Messiah comes. But what are prisons? Um, we typically assume, like the Pharisees did, that the word prisons are places of criminals, cages, institutions but jesus says the verse in the chosen he says the verse refers to the prisons or the cages that we are in that we have made for ourselves that man or religious institutions has created for people and you know that's so that's so true i mean me and a friend were talking about that today, as a matter of fact. I mean, and you've heard me say it before, that translations, cages that we've set ourselves in, that we can't think outside of a translation. We think that people have to have a certain translation to worship God. Um, a lady once told me she... She wouldn't cut my hair anymore because I differed from her opinion on translations. I asked her if she would throw somebody out of her church if they had the wrong translation, and she said, yes, she sure would. But you know, if we're, we're really um, open-minded to God, and we really believe in what we're saying about translations, we would be we would be using Bibles that were written in Greek, the New Testament that is. And the Old Testament would be reading Hebrew. Uh, what about the cages that people make for what about people that have been hurt by churches? 
And they say they'll never go back in a church again because people judged them and criticized them or ridiculed them. And so the cage they make is, you know, all churches are bad and I'm wrapping myself in my place and not going back out and risking hurt again. What about friends? We don't get involved with friends or relationships because we set those cages. Or the or the ones where people say the Lord can never forgive me because I've done bad things. So you build a cage around yourself and you don't let people in. You don't talk about God because you're embarrassed. And I know many people who feel that God could never forgive them. And that's sad. It's really sad because there's only one requirement to be forgiven, and that's that you believe and ask for forgiveness. I don't understand why people make such cages. Fortunately for me, you know, when I lost my wife, I was mad, I was angry. I didn't stay angry at the world or at God. I I decided to move forward and do something positive. I could have I could have built a cage and I could have locked myself inside of a bottle and become a drunk or you know, mad at the world or bitter at everybody. But what would it accomplish? Uh, I don't know. In in that show, uh, Jesus says he comes to free the spiritually oppressed from their cages of tradition. We've got that everywhere. Tradition. Tradition is all that matters. You know, if you think about it, why are churches, why are we sitting in churches today with carpet in the floor, padding on the pews, um, you know, air conditioning and heat and pianos and different music? I mean, if if we were so hell-bent on tradition... Why didn't we build stone churches like they did in the Middle Ages when we when you know we settled in America? Why don't we heat our churches with coal or wood like they used to and burn with candles? Because we've moved forward from that. We've put those things behind us for the softer amenities of life. But yet we want to make God's word so unobtainable for people, unaccessible. We want to put boundaries on him and lock him in a box and say that that's tradition. You know, if you really want to talk about tradition, uh, why aren't we doing what the 
apostles did. They set the example for us. Why aren't we walking around everywhere telling people about Christ? Why aren't we wearing robes and tunics and, you know, not even going into churches? Gives a lot of meaning to that verse Jesus talks about before you pull the speck out of your brother's eye, pull the log out of yours, right? The hypocrisy of it all. It's like we decide what's convenient or acceptable or how we want to define God. But he came and gave us the example in the life of Christ. Why aren't we following that example? Why aren't we going out and, and healing people? I mean, Jesus says, the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Why aren't we out praying and, and healing people? You know, sometimes I wonder, I had some college professors that said, you know, there's no more, no more healing and all that stuff and raising the dead because when Christ and the apostles died, that was it. There was no more of that allowed. Well, then to me, that's saying there's no more of the Holy Spirit, right? Because Christ poured out the Holy Spirit on his apostles. Well, I guess maybe technically... If we're not doing it right, we're not living in faith, do we have the Holy Spirit in the healing capacity? Do we really believe that strongly that we can do those things and help people get out of their cages? I don't know. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? Well, the scripture that we were talking about, the cages, is, is in Isaiah 61, and it's verse 1. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Is that what we're doing? Are we out proclaiming uh, to people the liberty? Are we telling them about the forgiving grace of Christ? Are we showing love and compassion for our fellow man? I don't know. The more and more I live and breathe, the more and more I see the struggles Christ faced about the harvest is plenty and the workers are few. You know, everybody wants me, 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 but they don't want to do anything for anybody else. I mean, it's not like Christ came and dropped 
a get-out-of-jail-free card in eternity, and if you find it, nobody else can have it. So it's not like we're we're doing a scavenger hunt to find it and don't want anybody else to find it. It's free to all. But we act like we don't want anybody else to have it. I don't know. I struggle a lot. I just don't understand why people are so self-centered and mean. And I mean, don't you care about people? That, do you want to see them saved? Or you just prefer to see them all go to hell? I mean, it's not going to change the room, how many are admitted. I don't really think there's a chance of heaven being overcrowded at the rate you see this world going. But, anyway, think about it. Think about the cages. Are you living in a cage? Have you made a prison of yourself to something that's bothering you? Remember, Christ came for all of us, especially you, and especially the person that's been bothering you or nagging you or making you uncomfortable. He came to everybody. So the first thing you probably need to do is bend your knees, and we need to get our hearts right. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless. Be safe. Thanks for tuning in.